Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast, with episodes released every single day. I'm Paul Stevenson, and I thank you as always for hitting play. Now today is December the 27th, and on this day in 1975, outspoken future lead singer of the band The Smiths, Morrissey, had a letter published in famous UK music magazine The NME. In his letter, he was complaining at the lack of coverage the magazine was giving to the New York Dolls. On this day in 1967, The Doors appeared on the Jonathan Winters CBS show on US TV. Can you tell it's a slow day? And also on this day in 1960, The Beatles, fresh from returning from Hamburg, played a gig in their hometown of Liverpool at the Litherland Town Hall Ballroom. Stuart Sutcliffe hadn't returned with John, Paul and George, though, opting to remain in Germany, so drumstool duty was taken up by Chaz Newman. Stuart Sutcliffe never appeared with The Beatles again. And for birthdays, it's a happy 78th birthday to foreigners, Mick Jones today. Happy birthday, Mick. But on to our main topic then, and we're looking at an album which was number one on the Billboard chart on this day at the end of the 60s. Yes, number one on the Billboard chart on this day in 1969 was Led Zeppelin's second album, snappily titled Led Zeppelin 2. Now, I'm saying right here, right now, that Led Zeppelin 2 is my favourite Zeppelin album. It always has been. It's packed full of brilliant rock songs, Ramble On, What Is and What Should Never Be, Heartbreaker, and of course, the opener, Whole Lot of Love. It's pretty much gone on to be certified platinum all over the world, and it's a brilliant record for my money, but one that can sometimes be overlooked. Now, with me on the show today to talk about this record are the dynamic duo themselves from the brilliant Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast, big friends of Vintage Rock Pod and big classic rock fans, Mac B and Action Jackson. Okay, so Jackson, Paul's telling us that this is the anniversary of when Led Zeppelin II went to number one in the US. Obviously, that's a little before our time. This is before we were born, but we eventually came to Led Zeppelin II. And you cannot deny the raw power of Led Zeppelin II, even in comparison to Led Zeppelin I, and maybe even before we ever heard the first Black Sabbath album, this has some heavy-duty riffs in it. it absolutely. And in, in revisiting this, going through the track listing, this is a really great album. Unfortunately, I think two and three kind of get lost in the shuffle between the debut record, Led Zeppelin on four and then going into houses of holy and physical graffiti this is a really great record it's it's super heavy duty and i I don't think there's a bad track on this thing. I agree with you there. And obviously, it. okay, no, I don't agree with you there because there's one song that I well, really don't like. Okay. We'll get to that. But okay. look at the, you know, a diamond selling record, 12 times platinum in the US, you know, four times platinum in the UK, nine times platinum in Canada, four times platinum mm-hmm. in Australia. And this really set them up as a hard, hard rock band. When you think about songs like Whole Lot of Love, which is one that they would really stretch out in concert. They could get this mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes. Jimmy could pull out the bow and really do some really cool things live with it. Yes, Willie Dixon probably deserves a lot of credit for that, as well as the boys there. So, But Whole Lot of Love was kind of their really big first this is an amazing Led Zeppelin song. And even some of the other songs like What Is and What Should Never Be, you know, mm-hmm. and Bring It On Home, they're heavy songs. From the instrumental that's Moby Dick, that's basically a chance for John Bonham to kind of show off his chops. Yeah. Another song that they could maybe do for 20 or 30 minutes, the boys <laughs> go backstage, 
to find their poison or girl of choice and Bono <laughs> can just go nuts on there. Ramble On's a song that I love, you know. Yeah. Here's here here's my problem with it. And it's and and obviously Thank You has become a great staple as one of the softer kind of more mellow Zeppelin songs. Yeah. But American Rock Radio and this is probably what Paul and some of his listeners don't realize. American Rock Radio has the ability to make you a huge hits and huge stars, but it also has the ability to ruin perfectly good songs. And I'm telling you that in America, there's a whole two or three generations of kids who don't realize how good Led Zeppelin are because they play the wrong songs. And let me tell you, they play Heartbreaker and Live in Love and Mate, and they play them back to back. I don't know if it was a double A side. I don't know if that's just the way that the radio stations like to play it back in the day. Heartbreaker to me is a really cool song. Live in Love and Made is not. And they would force you to listen to it right <laughs> after Heartbreaker every time. I guarantee you all over America right now, there are radio stations playing Heartbreaker with Live in Love and Made right after it. And it just pisses me off. I just, I wonder too, how many people think of that's one song. Cause you're right. It never, I don't, and I don't know why. I don't, it's not like, I mean, Heartbreaker is. 415 and live and love and made is 239 i mean maybe the second one you you would have to but usually it's the other way around it's the intro song is short sure, so you gotta put the other one on to make it a, an actual single but yeah you're right Th this is probably what you know the best but and then so some of the other songs get lost like ramble on is a great song killer song great song yeah and then you know you get the whole lord of the rings thing in there too for the uh if you're really going out on a limb but yeah th this i i really think that this one kind of gets lost in the catalog somewhat because a lot of people like the third album because it is a little different it has more acoustic stuff on it mm -hmm. obviously everybody knows the big fourth album right and, and people love physical graffiti because it's the double album and it has all this kind of different stuff on it there so while this was huge and the real hard rock fans the ones who think that in Through the Outdoors, a horrible album. They love this album and they want to hear every single song and they want to hear Heartbreaker followed by Live and Love and Made for some reason, just because they're used to it that way, I suppose. It's been ground into them by American Rock Radio. Overall, it's a fantastic album. It really cements their legacy as a hard rock band, even though, hey, there's a few songs on here who aren't super heavy and there are covers on here mm -hmm. for sure. But it's a triumph for Led Zeppelin. Whole lot of love. Moby Dick. Ramble on. Thank you. These are songs that that were in their set for a long time that people love. But it's just American rock radio to me has ruined this album. And it's the one. It's the one that I did not buy when they did the remasters about eight. Wow. Years, okay. Nine years ago. I bought yeah. I think all the rest. Interesting. Very uh, strong opinion on this one. I think if you can push past that you've heard Heartbreaker and Live and Love and Made a million times, you can listen to this whole record start to finish. There is no track where you're like, man, man, they didn't do that great of a job on this. Even Moby Dick is fantastic because you hear Bonham just go nuts on it. Yeah, even Live and Love and Made, which they never played on its own in America, if you could separate it out, it's not like the riff is bad. It's not like the singing's right. bad. You've just heard it too many times. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and I don't like it because of that. And I feel I feel the same way about Black Dog from Led Zeppelin 4. It's a mm. great song. It's, yep. just, it's just been beat into my head. And that's the difference between American rock radio and British rock radio. <laughs> And a huge thanks to Mac B and Action Jackson from the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast. Please check them out on all good podcast platforms now. Go on, do it. But that's it for today's show then. I'll be back tomorrow with more On This Day Rock goodness. So until then, take care.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 